0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Adventures of Flash. Tonight's episode we're gonna be talking about a topic that's sweeping the country right now and that's talking about UFOs. Unidentified flying objects. Are they real or not? Fact or fiction? I appreciate everybody tuning back in with me this week. Uh, We got a lot of new equipment here we're trying out. We're trying to work the bugs out of it. And uh, I believe it's going to make a really better podcast experience for everyone. Um, This week, we're going to try to stick to the topic that we're talking about. And uh, we know that everyone out there is going to enjoy it. So... We're gonna jump. We're gonna try to jump right back out into uh, our clips tonight. Uh, we got several clips for you guys tonight, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the UFO phenomenon. Do does everyone out there really believe it? Uh, is it possible that we have visitors from other planets, galaxies, or dimensions? I've he- heard some wild speculation from different people talking about it, and myself personally, uh, I'm always open-minded on everything, but I don't know. I- is it possible? You guys uh, send in some uh, emails to me and uh, get on all my social media sites and uh, let me know how you guys feel about that. Uh, we've got a new group on Facebook, The Ventures of Flash. Uh, We've started off real good. We've got quite a few uh, members of it. And uh, send me a request and jump right in it with me. Uh, It's open to the public. Everything that I do is open to the public. And, of course, I'm on all social media, so it won't be hard to contact me. You guys give me a shout-out and give me some ideas on some podcasts, and uh, I'll send you guys a T-shirt. We got every size T-shirt right now, and uh, our website is almost completed. And uh, without further ado, jump right off into this podcast. You guys grab that favorite beverage and enjoy tonight's show. We'll be back and talk about it. Get ready. Here it comes, right at you. We love you guys. Y'all sit back and watch me speak. About to over your screen. Talking and tonight. free
1: talk talking... That's right. It is a topic that is often confined to science fiction. Mm -hmm. Joining us now is Mick West, a science writer, debunker, and UFO investigator. All right, Mick, uh, on the desk right now, you've got Angie, who is a complete believer. And I'm, I think like you, a skeptic. So I think it's an accurate representation of the country right now and when this report comes out. But still, a lot of people hoping that we may find some extraterrestrial life out there.
2: Yeah, I think both sides are going to be very disappointed. I don't think there's going to be very much in the report that will actually answer anybody's questions and probably not even raise any new questions. We were kind of uh, told that this was going to be the government telling us everything they know about UFOs. But really, I think what that's going to reveal is that they don't really know very much about UFOs. We've got a number of unexplained sightings and uh, we don't really have very... We don't have any good evidence that those are aliens. And we don't even really have very good evidence that they represent some kind of advanced technology. It's just a bit of a mystery, and I think that's all the report is going to reflect today.
3: All right, so, Mick, if we we take it being something extraterrestrial out of the equation, I know that, obviously, there's no definitive answer as far as what this could be, but what is the next closest thing that it could be? What could it possibly be out there that could
2: explain this? I I think uh, there's, there's a real issue that a problem that people are making here is that they are trying to find one explanation for this and it's not one thing, it's not one phenomenon. It's not the UFO phenomenon or the UOP UF- phenomena. There are lots of different things that can be unidentified. Some of those things might be things like enemy drones, like drones spying on us from China. Some of them might be uh, our own technology that we just happened to be, m- be mistaken. A lot of it is just going to be simply things that are unidentified simply because they are too far away or the pilot didn't get a good look at them or there's something going wrong with the radar or they're just at the limits of our technology. So there's not going to be one answer. There's going to be lots of different answers and lots of different individual puzzles and we shouldn't lump them all together into one thing.
1: And make, it sounds like what you're saying is, look, we're not gonna find ET, the alien thing, you can forget about it. But still, it sounds like it's important that the DOD continue to look out there and to look high and above and wherever they look for the potential that there is something, whatever it is, and maybe a UFO, not an alien as some of us interpret it, but still something out there.
2: Well, Absolutely. If there's something out there that's unidentified, we need to figure out what it is. It's definitely an issue. If pilots are seeing things that they can't tell what they are, obviously we need to figure that out. It could be that there's something going uh, going on with uh, the pilots themselves or the technology that they are using, or it could be some kind of novel aircraft from, from another power. So it's certainly that's something that should be looked into. But this report really isn't going to give us evidence of what that actually is. I think it's just going to be essentially a list of unsolved cases and uh, just present some more questions. It's a a bunch of puzzles, essentially, which need to be solved.
0: Next. Wow. What do you guys think about that one? Uh, You know, like I said, I'm undecided on it. Uh, I guess it's possible, but, you know... uh, there's a lot of uh, conspiracy theories out there, and uh, I'm not completely sure. So I'd like to know what all my listeners think about that. Uh, now we're going to hear from a lady that's, that uh, relocated to Colorado, and, you know, there's a lot of sightings out in that area. So we're going to jump right off into that. I hope y'all's enjoying that, your favorite Dude, I beverage said to him. Tonight. You
1: ought to customize your car insurance at Liberty Mutual, so you only pay for what you need. <laughs>
0: Hope you guys enjoying that beverage.
3: We have pretty bizarre things happen here. Most of the people I know down here have seen something bizarre at one time or another. Well, we don't discuss it a whole bunch, but they believe. They think there's something going on. My partner and I moved to the San Luis Valley to raise cattle. Did not move here for UFOs, you know. And didn't even realize that this was a hot spot of the nation for sightings. And I knew nothing about them anyway. Well, then I started meeting some of the locals down here. And they all had UFO stories. I mean, one after another, after another. Even to the point where there was a real estate company years ago that would make people who bought land from them sign a disclaimer saying that they were aware that there was UFO activity in this valley. (laughs) So anyway, it got to the point I'd giggle and say, we need a UFO watchtower, never ever thinking I'd ever do it. Well, after four and a half years of struggling with cows because they don't eat sand real well, they about broke me. So I was talking to one of the farmers one day, and I said, you know, I've had to sell the cows. I don't want to sell my land. And he said, you need to put up that UFO watchtower you giggled about. You'd have fun. It was just gonna be a little old mom-and-pop business. We'd be open in the summer, closed in the winter, catch that tourist traffic off the highway, you know, never thinking we would ever see anything from here. I mean, that, that was not even a vision. Well, from the time we opened, we started seeing things. And as of now, and this is November, we have had 67 sightings from just here since we opened. One night we had about 60 people over here. And there was a couple sitting out front on the bench and the woman jumps up just screaming, do you see them, do you see them? They were so high up, if she hadn't pointed them out, I would have never seen them. And there was one here and one here and they were moving remarkably fast towards the north. The one in the front stopped and it waited for the one behind to catch up. And when that one caught up, the two of them took off and there was a streak of light across the sky. Another night, it looked like um, a shooting star. And it was over here on the other side of the sand dunes and it's coming down. I'm watching this shooting star. Okay. And it gets below the peaks of the mountains and like it lost its momentum and it started to float like this. Well, see, that makes sense to my weird mind. But anyway, <laughs> what didn't make sense is it went straight back up. So that, it wasn't, it wasn't a shooting star. There's so many bizarre things have happened here in the last 12 years. And, and I tell folks, maybe you don't quite get all of this, okay? But you better have an open mind, because something's going on up there in that cosmos that we just don't know about. And do I believe now? You betcha.
4: (laughs) I've seen some pretty strange things. I've seen things that I've never even heard of before. I think there's a lot of things in this universe that we don't understand and maybe we're not meant to. Elvis. Hey, buddy, buddy. Oh, there he is. How you doing, big dog? Hey. That's my big boy? Yes, yeah, that's my big boy? I was born in Texas, but I had the good sense to move to Colorado when I was six months old and been in the, in the valley almost ever since. My name is Jay Young, and I'm the manager of Colorado Gators Reptile Park. I've known Judy for quite a while. I guess I went to the UFO Watchtower probably the first year she opened it. It was a novel idea. She knew there was all these sightings in the San Luis Valley. And as she's told you, I'm sure she's seen things since then. <laughs> you know about Snippy the horse, right? The first documented animal mutilation, possible you know UFO mutilation, happened here in the San Luis Valley back in the, the late 60s. And uh, it was a horse named Snippy the horse. It was just totally stripped bare. But where the meat ended on the neck, uh, the flesh was cauterized. There was no blood in the horse's body. And there were no signs of any predators or anything strange around it. We just found this horse with the flesh missing off of its head. And we had an ostrich disappear. It's missing to this day. It's been like four years now nobody ever saw this ostrich. So we decided to name him Snippy, if he ever does show up. I think the San Luis Valley probably draws a lot of uh, supernatural or uh, extraterrestrial activity, possibly because of the geothermal water. And there's a lot of crazy people here who probably see things that they that they didn't actually see too but (laughs) and the san luis valley draws strange people so it might as well draw strange aircraft as well
3: (laughs) some say that it's the vastness of the valley because it's so huge and not highly populated others say it's the spirituality of the valley Others say that there's an ET base in Mount Blanca over here. Well, all of this sounds really good, you know, but it didn't make sense to my mind. Then I got a magazine from Great Britain, and in that magazine it said that the majority of their sightings was where there were hot water wells. That makes sense. (laughs) From one end of this valley to the other, we have geothermal
0: water.
4: We have very little atmosphere here at our elevation. We have very little uh, pollution, very clear skies. You know, we we do a lot of watching just from our front yard. Judy built a nice place for people to go and and hang out Uh, that didn't have a front yard here.
3: The folks who come here to visit, I always, first thing I ask is, have you ever had any UFO experiences? Some will come right on out and say, oh yeah, but you know, folks have made fun of them for for relating their stories. And, and I said, how can people do that? People have these experiences. Don't make fun of them.
0: Everyone, whether
4: they're skeptical or not, everybody kind of wants to think uh, we're not alone. Yeah, I've seen lights in the sky and the objects that seem to hover and uh, then take off quickly.
0: I was up in the mountains with my friend um, near Denver, and it was the middle of the day, and we saw something that was just hovering for a long time. It was just like an orb um, that was brightening and dimming, but it was still for a really long time, and then it moved. I was just left my house, I uh, was on my way into town and had some lights coming over towards us from where Blanca is and as it was coming towards us it seemed to come down, like get brighter and brighter as it was coming down, it was pretty good ways up there though and all of a sudden it went f- from going straight at us and took an immediate right and went off and just disappeared off into the sky.
4: Uh, we have what we call the uh, mystery lights. You know, it's lights we see over top of the mountains. Not moving, not blinking, so it's not really an airplane or nothing. Doesn't look like quite like a star, so we don't really know what it is, so we just called it mystery lights. Um, driving up Highway 17 one night, I saw three lights off to the left, and uh, then they, they went over the mountains in uh, less than 10 seconds. I calculated out that there were there was no sonic boom from them taking off breaking the sound barrier so that was strange and then and then i calculated out they were going in up, upwards of 21,000 miles per hour i've actually never experienced anything and i've never seen anything myself in the area but i believe it you know in the cities and valley you know there's a lot of stuff going on a lot of buildings but out here in the open you can really see everything in the sky so i'm sure there has been plenty of sightings out here there's plenty of room for it
3: if extraterrestrials were mean we wouldn't be here kids because they have their technology was so much greater than ours we wouldn't be here there's a painting over there and the woman who did the painting is an abductee she has been abducted for oh gosh since she was just a child and she's 50 now and um, and now she tries to make it a positive experience. And, yeah, she was scared, but that's human nature. We're going to be scared about the unknown.
0: You know. Wow, guys. Did, that, did them people really see UFOs? Or did they see drones or some kind of identified flying objects? Which, you know, according to experts, 14% of the U.S. Populations has claimed to see a UFO. So that's all the way dating back to 1947. And there wasn't the Internet and there wasn't a whole lot of Photoshop and going on back there. But I'm sure there were some, you know, there's always been fake photos and the like. But, you know, do you guys really believe in UFOs? I don't know. You know, that report has actually came out, the government report, and uh, they've uh, said that they didn't know, basically didn't know. But with the administration that we got in now, they wouldn't tell you if there was a million UFOs in the skies. We're going to kick back, and we're going to listen to another clip now and uh, sending a shout-out this week to Alexis. Thanks for listening, Lexus. Keep on keeping on, baby. Okay, get ready, guys. Grab another beverage. Because we're going to get right into this one. I hope you guys are enjoying tonight's show. I sure am. Being a good
1: father is important to me. So being diagnosed with advanced non-small cell lung cancer made. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Happy Friday. Human beings have been wondering about unexplained lights in the night sky since the first Neanderthal cooked an ocelot over a campfire and looked up. But in our age, in the modern age, fascination with UFOs really began in the summer of 1947. That's when a man called Mac Brazel found something very weird on his ranch in Corona, New Mexico. That's about 85 miles northwest of Roswell. Suspecting it might be debris from outer space, Brazil dutifully brought the pieces to a nearby military base. The next day, the base issued a press release confirming that the material was, in fact, from a flying disc, a flying saucer. News agencies around the world announced the shocking find: Flying saucers! Then, within hours, the U.S. military changed its assessment of what these pieces were. Brigadier General Roger Ramey, commander of the 8th Air Force, announced that, in fact, the debris from outside Roswell was nothing more than a weather balloon. Not a big deal, nothing extraordinary, certainly nothing extraterrestrial. Was General Ramey telling the truth about that? Well, it looks like he may have been. It may, in fact, have been a weather balloon. But that was not the end of the story. Over the past 75 years, the U.S. military has gathered evidence on a remarkable number of puzzling aerial phenomena, most of which were definitely not weather balloons. Unexplained flying objects have buzzed U.S. military bases, missile sites, ships, aircraft, submarines underwater, often at speeds and in directions that seem to defy any known human technology. The Pentagon has said next to nothing about any of this in public. Instead, it has consistently covered up these sightings. Virtually everything we know about UFOs has come from whistleblowers. By the time this show launched nearly five years ago, it was clear there was definitely something very odd going on in the skies above us. UFOs were not some crackpot theory cooked up on late night radio. They were absolutely real. The question was, what are they exactly? Over the years, several powerful political figures in Washington, including Senator Harry Reid, have pushed the U.S. military to reveal all it knows about UFOs. But in every case, they have failed to dislodge that information. Then last year, Senator Marco Rubio of Florida inserted a demand for transparency into a federal appropriations bill. By the end of June 2021, the government was required to turn over its full assessment of UFOs. Just a few hours ago, that report finally came out late on a Friday. We've only seen the public version so far, but here's what we can tell you. Government investigators seem sincerely baffled by what these things are. Today's report analyzed 144 separate sightings of UFOs by the U.S. military. But in only a single case could the government explain what it was. In that case, it was a large deflating balloon. The rest, the other 143, remain a complete and total mystery. So the most sophisticated military in the world has no idea what these things are or even how they move from place to place. Some of these aircraft, the report says, quote, appeared to remain stationary in winds aloft, move against the wind, maneuver abruptly, or move at considerable speed, all without discernible means of propulsion. So we do know that no government in the the world possesses anything like this. No technology like this exists that we know of. The Pentagon seems fairly certain these are not Russian and they're not Chinese. So what are they? The report doesn't say, it notes only the obvious. UFOs, quote, clearly pose a safety of flight issue and may pose a challenge to U.S. national security, end quote. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Oh, thanks guys. Uh,
0: I'd also like to thank uh, Tucker Carlson. Uh, I listen to Tucker every day, as well as I listen to Sean Hannity. Uh, if you guys want to listen to a real, true media show, listen to both of those guys. Uh, they'll present the facts and uh, are completely unbiased, unlike our media of today. So, I'm again thanking those guys. Uh, big fan of them. Well, guys, it's almost the end of the episode tonight, and uh I hope you guys uh, send in and let me know what y'all feel about the UFOs, if they are fact or fiction. And uh, myself, personally, uh, of course, I've seen things in the night sky, but they was probably jets or shooting stars. But who knows? Who knows what's out there? Maybe someday we can get a report. And maybe someday it'll all come to light. Who knows? But do we really believe that we're the only human life or any kind of life as far as that goes in this universe? I think not. The universe is too vast, vast. Well, guys, I hope that uh, we was very informative tonight and... uh, We're going to come right back at y'all next week with another episode. And thanks for tuning in with Old Flash. And uh, Old Flash says, keep on keeping on. I love you guys. See you next week. Bye-bye.